You are listening to episode 31 of Podcast Sentai Power Ninja. This episode, Ichthyophobia. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the 31st episode of Podcast and I Power Rangers, recorded a day after we released the 30th episode, so uh, released a month after we recorded the... No, uh, hopefully not. Hopefully this will be re- released soon. I'm Ram Siddiqui, of course. You may know me better on these interwebs as Kuhan, and I'm joined, as always, by my faithful uh, manservant, Colton Clayton. I don't know. I say manservant a lot. You've got a creepy fetish about me, man. It's got to stop. So, um, I know we promised you we'd talk about Super Samurai this episode, but Colton, you just want to talk about Legend of Korra instead? I wouldn't complain. Yeah, okay. So, uh, the first episode of Legend of... No. Um, no, this is a Sentai podcast. I would do a Korra podcast, but then this one would come out, like, a month and a half later. Uh, I've got other stuff I want to do podcast of, too, but I have no one to do them with, except Kuan, and that'd make him even busier. Yeah, right. I'd love to do. I love somebody wants to somebody wants to do a, a Avatar: The Last Airbender podcast with us and also edit it. Then uh, hit us up and uh, we'll I, do a show. I I need some co-sponsor with me to do a uh, a, a Saint Seiya podcast. And uh, Kuan could be our uh, our. Uh, well, who was it again that did all the uh, reading? Jeff. Yeah, you could be our Jeff for uh, reading really? the series for the first time. Yeah. Really, Jeff? Like you couldn't remember Jeff? I'm tired. I did not sleep well. Come on, man. It's Jeff. He's got a he's got a sexy voice. Yes, Jeff's sexy. Jeff's awesome. It just took me a minute. It's like one of those times when your brain just freezes, um. and then my bra- <laughs> and then my brain crashes, and then my brain overheats. Haha, <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Um, Let me make my references. Damn. You. Sounds like my computer. Waka waka. Uh. Anyways, so uh, by the way, this is the first time I'm recording podcast at the Power Rangers from a chair and a desk. It's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm sitting like a normal person as opposed to on my bed, lying down halfway or like sitting in a weird way with my computer sitting a weird – I have pants on too. I, I have a chair and a desk, but I choose to lay in my bed in my underwear. Um. So anyways – Getting past that awkwardness. Uh, Colton, do we have any news? I have no idea. All right, well, uh, I'm going to look at uh, M. Power Ranger says, retweet this video if you want to train like Kevin, the Blue Ranger. It takes a very special type of training to be Kevin. Uh, yeah. So it takes a special training to act like him. When by special, es- I mean, es- like, especially, like especially if you want to tweet sort of like negative, him. Negative acting training. Oh, my God. Naji Dichia just tweets. It is, it is scary bad. Um, so <laughs> it's awesome, bad. So uh, as long as it's not Breaking so, Bad. Breaking. I wish it was Breaking Bad. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh uh, my god! If 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 like if like Brian Cranston was Mentor G, <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, can we get that? Can we, can somebody do that mashup video for us? Um. Anyways. So, uh, so as far as I know, there's not any news or much news or I don't. Know, we should we should probably do this beforehand as opposed to in the middle of the show. Probably. But um, in <laughs> breaking news, in my opinion, 
all the songs up up to and including SPD openings are good, and after that, all the way until not including Samurai are terrible in terms of opening theme. Honestly, Samurai is a rehash anyway, so it's, it, it's a rehash, but at least it's a rehash of something good. It's not even a very good rehash. Like it's not. It's it's, it's pretty bad compared to the the original upon which it's based. Yes, but it's still good enough. I might get hurt. My mom did that. Um. All right. So, uh, I guess with uh stuff that that stuff done, let's uh let's talk about Super Samurai. Rangers together, Super Samurai forever. That's right. Power Rangers Super Samurai is a thing that happened. Um, it did happen. You're right. <laughs> we we did we, we uh, for a second I was thinking like this is the first time we're talking about it, but I did re- I do realize that we uh, we did talk about it with with uh, Senor Robert Viegas. Uh, How much of it have we talked about this far? We talked about the first two episodes. Wow, um, we're behind. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, so then we had another eleven episodes, and then they went on hiatus, as if they're like, okay, let's give let's give the podcast under Power Rangers guys a, a chance to catch up and not be eleven episodes behind, which we were for quite a while. And by we, I mean me, because Colton was watching them, we just weren't talking about them, and I was like, I really don't want to watch this crap. Uh, I always keep I up. did. I did uh, for you guys. So, uh, so we did talk about the first two episodes, and what we're gonna do now is we're gonna talk about the next eleven episodes, but we're gonna skip all the filler because uh, who really wants to talk about Mia and Emily's shopping montage? So we're gonna we're gonna skip uh, we're gonna skip trading places, which was a filler episode in which um, in which a Nylock came and switched the bodies of the Rangers uh, with inanimate objects, except for. Uh, Kevin and Emily. No, sorry, Mike and Emily. Mike and Emily were left in their own bodies. Uh, Surprise! The romance duo. Lols. And well, I mean, that was it's just because that happened in Shinkender. That's how it happened. And um, oh, sure. So, Jayden, so coincidental. Jaden switched with a fan. Um, I guess uh, you could say Kevin, he's his biggest fan. Kevin switched with some sort of ballerina thing. I guess. I don't even remember. Mia switched with like a, a gnome or something. No, no, Kevin. No, sorry. Jaden switched with a garden gnome. Mia switched with a with a fan, and uh, Antonio switched with a fish. So the only reason that I wanted to talk about this at all, besides just saying that they switched and then and those two didn't, is because at the end of the episode, uh, uh, Antonio after he switched with a fish, and at the end of the episode, the, a cat comes and almost eats him. And he becomes super scared, and he is now uh, deathly afraid of fish. Which makes no damn sense, because he should be afraid of cats. That doesn't make any sense at all. I was so weird. But he is a fisherman who's afraid of fish. Colton, is there anything else you want to say about this episode? Uh, You you just gotta love the the poor, poor situation that Bulk and Spike end up with their change. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone uh, ends up in a birdcage as the tissue. I mean, the the newspaper. newspaper. Yeah, yeah. And the other one ends up as a can. And he's about to get crushed. Bulk, and Bulk, I think Bulk is Bulk, almost Bulk, crushed and Spike is almost crapped on. 
Yeah, but then they immediately switched back right at that point, and I was like, oh, thank goodness. Goodness gracious me, oh my. Oh me, oh my. Do I think we're going to die? Uh, so that was uh, that was Trading Places. The, uh, the fun, next episode, fun, but mostly harmless episode. Yes. Uh, it, it Filler. It was basically filler. It was it was pure filler. It, body top episodes are always filler. Um, always. So, so the next episode is Something Fishy. Uh, this episode is, uh, the fourth episode of Super Samurai. So, uh, it starts off with a bummed-out Antonio sitting in front of a lake, thinking about when he was swap placed with a fish and nearly getting, e- getting eaten in the previous episode. He then gets a call from Jaden, saying they need help. Antonio heads to the others. The rangers fight some moogers, and Antonio appears and morphs. He pulls out the barracuda blade and cringes in fear at the sight of it. After the moogers leave, the rangers make sure Antonio's okay. Emily retrieves his blade, and Antonio rushes away from it, and he reveals that he's scared of fish. You know, not cats, like, it would be logical, because he was nearly eaten by a cat. Nope, nope, it's definitely fish, because he was a fish when he was nearly eaten. That would, like, that would, like, be nearly being killed in real life, and then being scared of humans. Back at the Shiba house, Mentor G is rather annoyed that Antonio's afraid of fish, the one thing he's had his whole life. Antonio says that the golden age of Antonio is over. Is it time for a silver age of Antonio? Meanwhile, at the Sanzu River, a new villain, Sir Raider, appears, and offers help to Xandrid, who accepts. Back with the Rangers, the team tries to help Antonio out with aversion therapy, more or less revealing what the rest of the team are scared of. Jane is afraid of spiders, Mike is claustrophobic, and Mia is afraid of frogs. Except for, I guess, the the Johnny Young Bosch frog, who becomes a prince. After the attempt fails, the gap sensor goes off, and the Rangers rush into action. Did you really have to make that reference? Really? You made it last episode! Exactly, you fucker. Quit stealing from me. <laughs> Antonio stays behind, and G shows him the light sword, a sword no ranger has used in years. And G lets Antonio see if he can use it. The rangers battle with getting a bad beating until Antonio appears with the light sword. They manage to help the rangers. Later on, the rangers ask Antonio how he got over his fear, and he reveals that basically Mentor slapped him with a fish. <laughs> basically. Comedy. I mean, approximately. I don't. I, I don't remember if he slapped him or just like dumped a bunch of fish on him. But it 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 would be funnier if you just slapped slap him with a fish. It would be so much funnier. I'm not sure that's exactly what happened. But basically, he slapped him with a fish, and they laugh. Uh, Colton, something fishy. There is something fishy about this. Uh, trick, trick, tricky fish. What did you think of this episode? I mean, it was it was a very interesting concept. I mean, a, a ranger have to deal with their fear, and what if their fear cripples them from actual battle? But the whole idea of it being a fish, because he was a fish, was kind of stupid. I mean, it'd be one thing if he was turned into, like, I don't know, some kind of fish food container and then dumped into a fish tank. That'd be one thing. But it seems like kind of an odd choice. But other than that, I, I do like the concept. The introduction of the Light Zord is interesting. I think that's was a very interesting sword. I'm sad they didn't give it its own personality in life, but for some reason, Power Rangers just seems averse to having sentient mechs after Alpha. I don't know, it's just... I mean, it's all right, and I do like the introduction of the power, but I think they could have just done a stronger premise or transition to this plot point. Also, um... Oh, sorry. No, I remember now. Antonio got a fear of fish because uh, G just stuck sushi in his face. He just... he just. Oh, that's right. It was incredibly stupid. I forgot. He shoved sushi into his mouth. And also, uh, apparently Emily's not afraid of anything because they never showed Emily's fear, so she's clearly not afraid of anything. You know, they they missed the ultimate chance of, uh, if they wanted to go extreme, they could have just had a uh, Mentor G dunk his head in, like, a tank full of piranha. That would have been great. The screamy bloody murder. And then his head gets that, bitten off. No one. Yeah, that would, that would be a little bit weird because he would almost die. 
<laughs> the oh. one, and then he has to journey back from the afterlife with news of the Nylock. You can turn things into interesting stories if you want to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I thought this episode was, was, it was, I, I also thought it was an interesting concept, yeah, like, you know, make him afraid of something. I, I like the idea that he was afraid of fish, because he was a fisherman, a fisherman was afraid of fish. Obviously, it didn't make sense that I'm about to be eaten by a cat, therefore I'm afraid of fish. But, um, you know, whatever, they, that's what they did. They clearly, they, obviously they could have come up with a better way to do it, uh, but really, do you expect that from them? True, 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 <laughs> Dad. Uh, so, the, uh, the next episode is called The Rescue. And, uh, so this episode... Is someone's rescued. Yes, exactly. Cold, what do you think of The Rescue? No. <laughs> Great summary there. No, uh, the, the episode starts off with, uh, with Mentor G and, and Antonio are, are at a table, I guess, trying, trying to figure out, uh, something Mentor G the- and Antonio walk into a bar. Yeah, the uh, the bartender is Mike, and Mike says, "Hey, I'm gonna play a prank on these two people who walked into my bar." So uh, G and Antonio are, are planning sessions for the, doing doing some plans for the light sword, but um, but Mike decides to put a pl- pull a prank on them. So G's like, "All right, we're leaving." So they go elsewhere, but they yeah, kidnap you, you, you missed how he actually countered the trick, though. Oh right, he says, "Hey, Mike, you should take some." Mike's like, "Yeah." Uh, what did what did he put in the uh, snack bowl again? Dog food or something? Oh yeah, dog food. I think it was dog food. Yeah. So um, so uh, so they they move elsewhere and they're kidnapped by an army of Moogers. The Samurai Rangers follow Antonio's fishing spool, which he dropped during the attack, into a building tunnel where where they find quite a few Moogers. They see the light sword jumping around on its own, and Mike notices something is up. They discover that the shark disc is inside the light sword, and Antonio had been working on it. Jaden uses it to go into shark attack mode to defeat the Moogers. At the end of the tunnel, it turns out they were led to a cliff, where to get G and Antonio, they'd be flanked by an army of Moogers led by Iskar. G reveals to Antonio that he believes Antonio has earned his place in the team, despite his earlier reservations. Antonio remains confident that Jaden will find him. His confidence pays off when Jaden enters the scene and wipes out most of the Moogers, along with a samurai battle wing, assisted by the Black Box. Iskar is shocked to discover many of the other Moogers have been taken care of by the Samurai Rangers in multiple positions. Jaden uses the power of the shark sword to battle Iskar. When he goes mega, the rangers discover the samurai claw sword and samurai megazord are not enough, and Jaden uses the shark sword and new megazord combo samurai shark megazord to defeat him. Uh, this was the first time that it showed a super samurai ranger sum- summoning a zord, as opposed to just a samurai, a regular ranger. And uh, who, so, who was so rescued? Huh? Who was rescued? Antonio and G. All right. And so, um, so since 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 he was using, the, since they they, they actually used um, Shinkender footage instead of doing the original footage they normally use, so it's a Shadow phone in in shark mode, Red Ranger hand, which then switches to the sword summoning footage, which is awesome because it's a Shadow phone instead of a Samurizer. Samurai sucks. Yeah, it's not the best morphine design they have chosen. I will tell you that much. It's just a regular cell phone. Like, a cell phone with a pr- uh, projector. They, it's just a cell phone. Like the toy is just a uh, just a plain cell phone. It's so dumb. It is really dumb. Let me, me do calligraphy with my toy phone. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I I fear we're being overly negative here. Uh, all right. Well, do you wanna do you wanna say something 
about. Well, I, I do like that they bring in the uh, the shark attack sword. I guess this is where they're supposed to formally introduce it in the series. Right. I guess. I guess this 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 takes pl- chronologically. This takes place before the movie. I assume so. It had to take place pretty much the episode before they introduced the bull sword. Uh, well, yes, because the next episode is the Bullzord. I mean, because of something that happens in that episode, I think. Well, I'm sure, but, like, chronologically, I think it takes place just before the movie, Clash of the Red Rangers. Right. Because they don't use the Bullzord in Clash of the Red Rangers. If they had it, they should have... Which, admittedly, they should have used a lot more things than uh, that, considering they had seven Rangers in the original crossover, but that's nitpicking. No, they should they should have had uh, they should have had the Gigazord and the RPM Ultrazord combined to make the Samurai RPM Gigamega Ultrazord. I thought it was Samurai combination twenty four mission twenty three or something like that. Well, that's what it was in the in the original, but they should have called they would have called it the Gigamega Ultrazord or something. The Giga the Ultra Gigazord. Yay! I would have minded that. Would have mind having uh, certain characters from RPM come back. I miss them. I don't. I still don't see why they didn't have the the Blue Ranger back. But anyways. I miss them. Well, the Blue Ranger, like, if they're gonna do voice only anyway, the Blue Ranger had previously done a voice for the for the show. And I, Ziggy, they could have brought Ziggy back. Every, I can understand. Everyone loves Summer. They're 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 getting they're doing things like they're actually doing stuff with their lives. These these other guys are just they're still doing Power Rangers. I like Ziggy. He was funny. Anyways, uh, so anything else about uh, anything else about the rescue? Uh, people got rescued. Congratulations. I liked, I liked Antonio's, uh, Antonio's, he had the, the idea of, of dropping the spool and, uh, leaving it behind for everybody. Clever so, man. So they, so they, so someone, so they could follow it. Someone's read their grim fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like, it's like, uh, Hansel and Gretel. Um, Only with less people next... being thrown into an oven. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, the maybe the Nylak was gonna throw him into an oven next. They should have thrown the Nylak into an oven. That'd have been a great children's moral. Kill people <laughs> who bother you. The next episode is called the Bullzord. Uh, the uh, so Serrator spots Cody, a young guardian, walking along the woods. He instructs his Nylak lackey, Crustor, to shadow him. It turns out the young boy was headed to the Sheba House to ask the Samurai Rangers for their help in freeing the Bullzord. Jaden insists on bringing him home, and there they meet Cody's father, which is great because on the Power Rangers wiki, like Cody's father is linked as just Cody's father. Cody's father tells them of how 300 years ago the Bullzord came to this dimension, but it was so uncontrollable that the Grand Shogun demanded it be locked away for eternity. Mia then comes in and says Cody's missing. Cody is running towards the Bullzord's location. Crustor comes out of a gap and begins to stalk him, which is creepy because it's a Nylock stalking a little child. As he does, Cody runs into the place where the Bullzord is sealed, and Crustor finds it. Cody uses his symbol power to release the Bullzord, who goes on a rampage. Cody tries to use his own symbol power to make the rampage stop, but unfortunately, it doesn't work. So it goes on a rampage and destroys everything. As the Bullzord is released, its power was released and everyone took notice of it. The Samurai Rangers then go into Mega Mode power, and Crustor's giant Moogers show up. The Clawzord and Samurai Megazord fight the Moogers and are trapped by them. The Bullzord also gets trapped by several giant Moogers, but it manages to break free. The Bullzord defeats the Samurai Megazord and escapes. The Rangers send their folding swords to track the Bullzord and are successful. Cody's in the Bullzord sealed location. On the way, they're stopped by Crustor and his Mooger minions. The Rangers hold them off, and Mia tells Jaden to chase after Crustor, which he does. Crustor then arrives in the location and attempts to threaten Cody. 
Jaden gives Cody the Bozord disc, and Cody uses symbol power to tame the Bozord. As they're fighting, Cody warns them that the Bozord is about to fall off a cliff, and it threatens to destroy the city below. While Jaden and Crusher are fighting, Cody fails to tame the Bozord. Jaden tells Cody that he needs to concentrate, which he does, and manages to successfully tame the Bozord, which almost crashed into the city below, but instead flies away. Jaden uses his symbol power to teleport Crustor out of the Bozord, who then explodes as he rams into it. The Grand Shogun then appears and tells him that the Samurai Rangers now have the power of the Shogun. Crustor then appears to get angry and says, If I can't have the Bozord, no one can. Jaden then teleports Cody home and begins to fight with Crustor. Jaden gets the use of the Bozord and, tra- and turns it into a fightable Megazord. As they're fighting, Crustor overwhelms Jaden until he uses the Bozord's blaster and rocket pods. The constant barrage of the lasers and rockets take their toll, and Crustor finally explodes again. Cody and his father thank the Rangers, and the Rangers thank Cody for making the Bullsword tameable. Uh, and it's been speculating the, the Samurai Rangers returning from something at the beginning was from the end of Clash of the Red Rangers, where they part ways with Scott. Oh, this is funny. Cody writes the symbol uh, that he uses to, to stop, uh, to, 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 to tame the Bullsword. The symbol he writes, he does it incorrect every time. He writes it top bar, straight line, middle bar, bottom bar. But the correct order is top bar, middle bar, straight line, bottom bar. Even though it was stated early on that symbol power was only working written in the correct stroke order, like like Kanji's supposed to be. Mochikara. However, he's got a slightly different symbol. But it's that's no. Wrong. Anyways, Colton. Yes. What uh what'd you think of the Bullzard episode? I think it was uh I think it was an interesting episode to see like uh the kid that tries to have the bond with this mech, just like the sadness it may feel because it's 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 apparently a sentient being that feels emotion. I I, lo- I love like he thinks it understands him. Does it? I don't know. Maybe. Kinda, sorta. <laughs> like like the dad's like the dad's like uh maybe I don't I don't really know I I never asked I never actually checked to see if it understood him. Yeah, I never thought to you know question this. No, but it's, it's cool. My son's talking to, uh, to, uh, Zord. My son's talking to a giant robot. That's cool, right? You'd think at some point they would have do dealt with this, you know, come up at some point in discussion. I mean, what's the humanity of this creature? And why can't they give a life to the, uh, Light Zord and give it a personality? And speaking of, the Bull Zord apparently can. Uh, yeah. Probably because they couldn't find a good enough actor. So uh, this episode, I thought, was uh, pretty lame, actually. Nothing really happened. It was just a lot of bulls out on a rampage. Pretty much, but no, it, it, it progresses the plot. Some stuff happens. Yeah, the- no, it was it was it was bullzord. Bullzord on a rampage. We get the bullzord. Fight with the bullzord. Never forget shotgun mode. Oh yeah, right. Also, the battleizer that everybody gets. So it's not really a battleizer. It should have been a battleizer. I thought it looked pretty cool. It's just it's just another version of Super Samurai mode. You gotta admit, it looks cool. It looks fine, but it's like just another version of Super Samurai mode, like whatever. Although, interestingly enough, uh, this doesn't apply to any of the other ones with the Red Ranger, but uh, the Fire Kanji of the Red Ranger's head has a second one on top of it, because of the Shogun mode, and those two on top of one another being like wildfire or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the other ones don't have a meaning, but that one has a different flame meaning. Wild water. Or like flames instead of fire, or something like that. Okay, um... Just worth a note. Yeah. Little trivia. Uh, anything else you wanted to, to say about this episode? Cody's father was a dick. Okay. Uh, the next episode <laughs> is called "He Ain't Heavy Metal, He's My Brother," in which nobody at any point doubts that he's her brother or thinks he's heavy metal. I think the point was it was a pun. 
Just saying. Uh, this is an episode in which Mia's brother shows up and says, Hey, Mia, you should sing with us. And Mia's like, No, you should be a doctor. It's like, you're wasting your time. And then it's like, but I'm doing this for charity. And it's like, oh, I've been such an asshole. It's like, and yes, then, you and have. Then, no, and then Antonio's like, I'll sing with you. I also have a guitar. Check out my guitar. By the way, guys, just so you know, I'm a singer. Check me out on iTunes. Uh, I, I, I'm a singer. And I was, and, I, and when I moved away, I was in my school's glee club. And then I came back. Yeah. <laughs> and then they sing their song, which is, which is supposed to be, uh, a rock song, but more, it's more poppy. But it's everyday fun, 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 everyday fun, fun. I'm not asking for death metal or anything, but damn. Yeah, no, but it's like you know, at least some power chords. But it's like every day we're gonna have fun. Oh yeah, I, I don't remember the actual lyrics, but basically it's that fun, fun, everyday fun. Although Antonio does have a pretty bitching guitar. It was shaped like a fish. Yes. A fishy choice, indeed. It was a gold fish guitar. And uh, and also, Bulk hires bikers to work as bodyguards, which is great because, random, I guess, randomly they just decide, like, oh, we're going to open for this band as our rap gig. And the, everybody's like, okay, I guess that's what we'll do. I love how they actually love it, but because of their uh, orders, they drag them off where they can enjoy the fame of it. Well, because cause that's because guys are, are jerks. And if it's, if it's so sad, he may, if it had just been out a little bit longer, he could have impressed me with his rap singing. Uh, the next episode is called Sophie's Cho- I mean, Kevin's Choice. Uh, it would have been a whole other show with that one. In which he loses Samurizer and then and then swims again. His, his, just, his, his, just, his, just proof again that Sentai recycles stories because in Gokaiger, someone else gets their more for eating. Yeah, right. Um yeah, so he gets a, he gets a, he gets a samurai's eaten and then he sees that oh, by the way, there's a swim competition and oh, look, my old team is there, but they're not as good as they used to be because I'm not there anymore. I'm so awesome. And then um and then at the end of the episode, the the best thing happens is that is that they're swimming and it's like, "Oh man, he's having a cramp. Okay, let me just take all of my clothes off and have the swimming trunks I have on under and swim in his place." Even though I'm not actually registered, and this will probably get us disqualified. Maybe they always just keep him registered just in case as a backup. Just in case, just in case he shows up, they're like, "All right, we're gonna register Kevin. Uh, Kevin who? Just Kevin." Just His name is Kevin. Kevin. That's all you need to know. We did, by the way, learn from the previous episode that Mia's last name is Watanabe, like like Cam Watanabe from uh from Ninja Storm. Maybe she's related. The the first Super Samurai Ranger, actually. The first the first Green Samurai and the first Super Samurai Ranger. Yeah, he's she's totally not. a samurai, not a ninja. Nope. He's right. not a he's, he's not a can, it's it's a samurai. That totally makes sense. Because ninjas never use swords. Not like they have some kind of ninjato, if you will. Uh, apparently, uh uh Mike's Mike's image for for uh for <laughs> Kevin and his samurizer is Kevin in a tutu from uh from Trading Places. That's it's pretty funny. It is indeed. Um. Okay, the uh, next episode is called Runaway Spike. So the Rangers they battle a Nylock, and it uses mirror images to confuse them, and then they use the Light Zord to to make it so that they can see, so that they 
it just blows away all the other other mirror images. And also, Spike looks Spike looks for a job so that he can pay for the rent. You can tell we just want to wrap all this up. It's like no. okay, episode, no. episode, episode. Who cares? It's it's like it's like I care, but I also want to get caught up so we can do weekly episodes again. It's filler. That's all about Spike looking for a job and blowing stuff up. Slapstick, though. That's funny. It was, it was slapstick. And also, this is this is where he first meets. This is where Bulk and Spike actually start interacting with the Rangers as people. So that's that's interesting. Indeed. So 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 Spike is sitting there, and Mia's like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "I was failing on my jobs," and she's like, "Never give up. Never surrender. Clear eyes, full of hearts. Can't lose." That was reference extreme. It's double reference. What? Um, double rainbow. All the way across the sky. So intense. Um. So uh. So. I, I I did like uh what how he just randomly blew stuff up. It's like caution forklift. He just randomly blew. I don't know how you can blow stuff up at a construction zone, or I guess it was more like a loading zone. But he just and also like just exploding the car, hitting nothing. I don't know. And the, the samurai way to blow up cars. That's my favorite thing. Is that is that he's just like he doesn't have to pay for the car. He's just fired. Um. Yeah. You think so. you think he'd be sued for money, but you know. Nope. Uh, so yeah, Runaway Spike, that's the first time that, that they, uh, they interact. The Bulk and Spike interact with the Rangers proper as, as human beings as opposed to just, oh, by the way, the Pink Ranger saved me, and I'm in love with her now, because she saved my life. The romance has been building. The rad romance. Um, the next episode is A Strange Case of the Munchies. And, uh, Kevin and Mike say, Mia, you're too, you're too nice. And, no, not Mia, sorry. Emily, you're too nice. And then Emily and Mia go shopping. And there's a montage of shopping. That's called a montage. Montage, and then, sports <laughs> training montage. <laughs> Clothes trying montage. Montage. Uh, and then uh, and then Anila comes and makes everybody want to eat a lot. And so Emily is left the only one that can stop the, the Nylock. But also, Bulk and Spike show up to return Mia's wallet, and so Emily makes them train by holding watermelons. Of course. Makes sense. Uh, and then they beat the Nylock. That's, I don't even know, like, what is even happening anymore. Stuff is happening, that's all you need to know. The romance is building, it's all coming to a head. So Bulk and Spike do actually end up in the dojo, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I was hoping we'd see a little actual samurai interaction. Uh, what do you mean? You know, actually interact with the samurai rangers, figure out that it's them at that dojo. Oh, no, it's Bulk. It's, it's Bulk. What do you mean? Bulk never figured out who the rangers are until until they specifically tell them, By the way, Bulk, we are the rangers! Oblivium. Um, alright, the next episode is a sticky situation in which Kevin and Mike have to work as a team. Because... The Nylock Epoxar, which is funny because it's like epoxy, he glues their hands together. So they have to learn to work together. And they learn to work together, and then they beat the Nylock. That's just pure filler. Pure, pure filler. They learn the power of teamwork. And it's like, it's like, oh man. <laughs> it's, it's great. They're, they're, they're glued to each other, and he's like, oh dude, I had a lot of juice today. It's like, no, not the bathroom. Not the bathroom. And then they have to go to the bathroom together. Um, pretty much. The next episode is called Trust Me. So, uh, I guess something actually happens in this episode. Uh, a little bit of something. 
not a lot, not very much plot heavy happens. But uh, but since I just been skimming over the last like four episodes, uh, I'll I'll talk about this. I guess we did get the master blasters. So, uh, Serrator is busy casting a spell to make the inhabitants of an island, Man Mona Lua, scared of everyone. Mona Lua. Mona Lua. Mona Lua. He hopes that the ash caused by the spell will make people extremely afraid and add to the fear of the Sanzu River. Meanwhile, Mentor finds a disturbance in the Mauna Lua area, but no Nylak attack. He, he, he actually senses, he senses paranormal activity, actually, is what he senses. Ha <laughs> ha, paranormal activity. That's not even a joke, I say those words in the episode. He is suspicious of this and sends the rangers to the spot. The rangers arrive, only to find Mauna Lua des- deserted and void of people. They split up into three teams, Mia and Jaden, Kevin and Emily, and Mike and Antonio. Mia finds that something is making the inhabitants extremely scared and afraid. Kevin and Emily find the boy, who they chase to the woods and find ash on his face. Dayu arrives and fights them. As Mike and Antonio are walking in the streets in a street of Manalua, they meet Serrator, who quickly binds them. Mia and Jaden face Decker. Decker fights me and comments how Jaden is losing his edge and that he's using his teammates for his battles. Jaden Jaden tries to fight him, but even with a, a broken Uramasa and using a different sword, Decker manages to defeat Jaden. Dayu slashes at Kevin and Emily and sends them down a river. Mia takes Jaden to a house and tries to heal his wound, but Jaden ignores it and heads toward the mountain. Cody arrives at the Sheba house, and G takes him in, with Cody giving a surprise present to G, who delivers it later on. Meanwhile, in the netherworld, Maldon shows a demonstration of the Master Blasters, who fire on... Is Maldon Serrator? I don't know. Uh, a demonstration of the Master Blasters, who fire on dummies to impress Xandrid. Xandrid is somewhat impressed by this, but feels that this will be unsuccessful. But he'll be happy if this manages to pull off. Jaden arrives at the mountain base and finds the altar where, where all the ash has been coming from. Mia also arrives, saying that she has unfinished business with Dayu. Dayu tries to get Decker to fight Jaden, but Decker ignores her because Jade is not worth it anymore. The other rangers then appear, along with the Master Blasters and Maldon. Jaden uses the black box, trans- turning into Super Samurai, and blocks the mas- Master Blasters' attacks. Jaden distracts them, while the other rangers quickly decimate them. Antonio comments on how useless they are, when he's suddenly shot by a group of Master Blasters. But he's okay. Many Master Blasters surround them, and G arrives, giving Jaden the Bullzooka. Jaden inserts the bull disc in the bullzooka and quickly decimates all the master blasters. They keep using that word. I don't think it means what they think it means. He then goes after Maldon, who he quickly defeats. Maldon turns into a mega monster and calls in a larger group of laser blasters. They comment on how there are four Moogers carrying the cannon, and after using the mega blade, both Maldon and the laser blasters are defeated. The island is returned to normal. Mike accidentally calls G old, and the others try to leave him in Manalua. Mike then accidentally slips on some anchovies and crashes into a pile of boxes, saying he deserved that. The Rangers and G laugh, and all of them go back to the Shiba house. Da-da-da. So, yeah. Apparently, swords are nothing to the power of uh, of, sl- of slow pump-action uh, 15th century flintlock guns. Apparently. Well, I guess, I, guess, I guess the idea is that is that guns beat samurai. Well... There's an issue of, uh, if you're going to use guns, why not just pull out a freaking forty four Magnum? I mean, I guess the idea is don't bring a knife to a gunfight, right? That's the joke. 
I'm just saying they could bring a better gun to the gunfight. But, I mean, if they're just facing a knife, then what's the problem? A knife. It's, it's like, it's like in Indiana Jones, where that, that, that guy comes and he comes with the sword and he starts swinging it around and then Indiana Jones just shoots him. Ah, ah. Indiana Jones. Um, anything you wanted to say about this episode besides guns to a knife fight? Uh, I, I think it's interesting that to see that the enemies are actually uh, upgrading their own forces. They're starting to become more of a coherent force, and this ends up costing them our interest is they weren't as much of a team as they thought they were originally. Yep. It's a matter that they have to come around better as a team to uh, work out their differences. I mean, that's not exactly what I got from the episode, but sure. You're welcome to get whatever you want from the episode. I got that, um... Swords beat guns. If that's what you got, go with it. No, I mean, I don't think they really had to come together as a team. I think they were already a team. I think it was it was mostly just Dayu and Deco trying to break down Jaden. Oh, I'm just saying that they came together more together than uh, past examples, if you will. Well, I think uh, some more of that comes in the next episode. The Master Returns. Oh, see that? Segway. Uh-huh. Jaden doubts... Jaden does that he has what it takes to be the Red Ranger. He feels this way because he feels he relies too much on his teammates to do his job, and also they don't know the secret. Along with what Decker had said, Mentor attempts to convince Jaden that he brings honor to the Sheba clan, and Jaden agrees with him. Which is great. He's like, you bring honor. Yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, I am honor. Yeah. Meanwhile, on Xander's ship, Xander does not feel well. Even with the medicine supplied by Octor, who does not feel well because without any music, the pain has come back. Serrator goes to grab Dai's harmonium, and Octoru becomes increasingly suspicious and follows him. Serrator gets the harmonium from a crevice, and he plans to use it to rule both worlds. Octoru is suddenly aware of what is happening, and both go into a small fight. Octoru retreats, telling Serrator that Xander will not be pleased. Dayu is busy walking around. Then she meets Decker. Dayu has been wondering when Serrator will fix her harmonium, and decides to revolt against him. Decker, however, decides that Serrator will fix his sword in no time. I guess I didn't mention that that Decker came back, and also Dayu joined the Raider. That happened in an episode previously. That happened at some point. <laughs> I apologize. Um, Serrator so, uh, then begins his plan, and the Rangers show up. Dayu also arrives, realizing that Serrator has double-crossed her again, and gets angry. The Rangers are busy fighting the Moogers, and see that Dayu and Serrator are fighting. Meanwhile, Xander has found out what happened, and gets extremely angry. Plan- really angry. Planning to kill Serrator... As opposed to defeat, planning to kill Serrator, he plans to go to Earth and deal with him. Octoru, however, tells him that he will dry out immediately should he walk there, but Xander ignores him and does two slashes on him. The sky grows dark, and Xander comes out of a pile of rocks, which is great, because Mia's like, oh no. Mike's like, oh no. Kim's like, oh no. And Xander's like, oh yeah. You still, I was gonna say that, damn it. I said it in the chat, like, 20, like half an hour ago, so. Um. <gasps> uh, being angry, the Rangers are suddenly aware of what has happened. Jaden, wait, what? That didn't make sense. Whatever. Uh, right. So the Rangers are suddenly aware of what's happened. Jaden tries to stop him, but even while he's drawing out, the sword is nothing to him. Xander throws him aside, and the other Rangers attempt to stop him. Xander deflects their attack, and Jaden attempts to make a second attack, which also fails. As Xander attempts to kill Serrator, he escapes. Then, he goes to Dayu and agrees to fix her harmonium and return for her service and loyalty. 
He then repairs it, and Daya will serve Xandred again. Akiru then grabs Xandred, who is almost dried out, into a gap, also calling a cannon Mooga group. The group is extremely powerful, and Kevin uses the black box to get the claw armor Megazord. The light sword also helps, and they manage to get the cannon to fall down, scattering the Moogers to pick it up and fire it. They then use their cannon, and the Moogers are destroyed. And now we're all caught up. Uh, Colton, the yeah. master returns. Uh, Xandrid is badass for his limited stay. He destroys oh, yeah. everyone so utterly, even with just seconds to stay up there before drying out. Yeah, and he's like, he's. I mean, I don't know why he'd ride out. He's the Kool Aid Man. He, it's because the seal, the seal doesn't doesn't keep him there so much as the instant he breaks through, he just starts drying out like mad. I was making a Kool Aid Man joke. Cause oh yeah. Oh yeah! I get it. But it is interesting to see the villain actually do something since he's just been parading in the background, boasting and drinking, getting drunk, screaming, getting drunk. He's not getting, not getting people, drunk, it's his medicine. Dr- he's getting he's getting healthy. Yes, they used to call, some people call alcohol medicine. <laughs> it's it's his his it's his gin medicine. It's his medicine for getting shit faced. Yeah. In any case, it's impressive to see what the guy can do even with such limited time when he's really mad. It, it just shows you right now that if the Rangers try to take him on in any extended period of time, they would be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know how much stronger they can get at this point, so this is really bad for them. They've got about, like, I think seven episodes left to kill him, so they better bust their ass. Right. Seven episodes not only to kill him, but also to, to get rid of Jaden and then add Jaden back. I do like I do like how like in the last like three episodes like oh by the way Jaden has a secret just in case I forgot Jaden's secret just so you know secret Jaden's secret Jaden's secret it's uh it's it's Venus for I don't know Olay for women it's, that's a that's a thing right ancient Jaden ancient Jaden secret um yeah so um so that's it for Super Samurai. We we finally caught up. Uh, next week we will catch up again with uh, with uh, with Akiba Ranger and Go Busters, which and then, and then we'll be and we'll be fully caught, caught, up. caught up with. And then we'll be fully caught up because there's no more Sandra to catch up on. And then we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be, we'll be back to weekly. We're back to weekly. Which actual we'll weekly this time, buddy? Theoretically. All right. So now let's uh, let's go into the feedback. Okay, it's always weird doing that. Okay, uh, it's time for the feedback where we talk about your tweets and emails and all that stuff. Um, we got uh, tweets from uh, Ethan Daniels, good friend Ethan Daniels, who says uh, they they really just did a sh- trying on clothes montage. Can Power Rangers season twenty just begin now? Yeah. Yep. It can begin next year probably. <laughs> uh, the, the clothes montage. That clothes montage. Um, we also got a, um, we got a question from, uh, commenter Pez, Matthew Munoz, who says, Is Toei slipping in the promise that Go Busters is a new era of Sentai by easing up on the in-scene transformations, etc.? 
Now, uh, when he sent the email, I think episode 10 was the latest episode, and we still hadn't, I don't know, I'm actually behind right now, so I haven't seen, I've only seen up to episode 10, but have they done any, any stock transformation besides episode 10? Uh, on and off, yes, they've done some stock transformations. Alright, well, I mean, I guess, I guess a few, it's, I don't think, I don't think it's really slipping. I think that, alright, well, we'll have a few, they're still kind of in scene. Of course. So, I don't know, it's, it's not, it's not as, it's not as much like, all right, let's transform. Cut to stock footage. You know what I mean? I do. Uh, do you think the same thing that I just think said? I think I think either way, stock footage or uh, in-scene stuff can work. You probably alternate. It's all good. Well, right. But he's saying, is there slip- are they slipping on the promise of uh, of a new era by doing like that kind of stuff? Not really. I mean, they've already they've already made a few changes. It's all good. It's, it's not a crime to go back a little bit. Um, it's not giving up on your meaning. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, our 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 next tweet comes from. Uh, where to go? Uh, our next tweet comes from Super Bunny Bun, who asks. Of all Morphers in any Tokusatsu series, Sentai, Kamen Rider, Ultra, etc., what are your personal favorites? All Morphers. What's your favorite Morpher? Huh. That's a good question. There's so many cool ones, really. I mean, and you, you've got a, you've got like a 35 years of history for Sentai, so that alone is just a lot to choose from. And 40 years for Kamen Rider. 40, 40 years for Kamen Rider, they're not as many because, you know, it's, it's less regular. But then again, you also got the Power Rangers equivalent, which sometimes take variations. And then at that point, you're just like, there's, just, there's really just too many to pick from. It's really hard to say. Although I do like ones that do try to stand out a little, do something different. The Morphe Embrace is pretty cool. It's a change from your standard cell phone changer of recent years. Although so is the, the Ghost Sager's uh, Tiki Moai uh, head. Huh. <laughs> That was a little weird. It's definitely a good change. And of course, if you want to change from the traditional parent stuff at all, there's always the, always the drivers from, uh, Kamen Rider. Well, there was, um, Although, if you want to say, you know, something that's not traditional, there was, uh, there was the, uh, the go on wings that were, that was like a, a joystick that you just put the, the put the sole, engine, engine sole into. Yeah, the, the gun slash steering wheel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a pretty good option, I think. Really, there's a lot of good options. It's just it's just hard to pick one. I like the uh, the Mega Ranger in space morpher. That was pretty good. Mega Ranger in space. Um, there was the uh, anything with a key. So I guess I guess like I like I like the uh, the the uh, the the Dino Thunder slash Abba Ranger stuff. Um, it's always a good option. And the Ninja Storm stuff too, actually. And um. And I like Forze's uh, driver. Oh, with 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 the with the four slots for the uh, for the for the cosmic switches, and then uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Although, of course, I question the convenience of a of a device that requires you to wait three seconds while it counts down. <laughs> three, two, one. Hit any villain any villain worth their damn has already shot you in the head. <laughs> three, two, <laughs> and then he just runs on a Forze, but he's already dead. That would be hilarious. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, our next tweet comes from Comrade Pez about our last episode. It says, Great episode, Sentai Rangers. Keep them coming, boys. 
I sure hope the listeners will rally together and help you provide more consistent and in-depth coverage of the Sentai goodness we all enjoy so much. You two have rich, refreshing perspectives, and for that, I am thankful. Also, he wants to. Oh, also, he wants to know what digivices you have, so we can give them away. I have this uh, blue season one digivice that's a Tamagotchi on a keychain. Okay. <laughs> we had a couple more. Let's see. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, another one from Super Bunny Bun who asks: An English version of Gokaiger is in the is in the writing stage. What are your guesses to its plot? Uh, I'd say they're probably going to stick with Zacker because he he's been doing well enough, and um, and also because he's been doing well enough for them, so they're probably going to stick with Zacker, and he's probably just going to copy paste the same thing. Although you can just imagine the fun with uh with the Zacker when you realize that that the episode where they first introduce a team with the superpowers, they literally just have uh, Magi Red show up. <laughs> he copies the supply that directly. They even have the actor speaking broken English. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Espe- especially, oh, tell me you would tell me you would not laugh. Well, if that especially since the Mystic Force, everybody from Mystic Force actually lives in Australia or New Zealand. So that's that's perfect. Then they get a secondary shot with the Mystic Force Ranger in the background. It's like, what bullshit is this? <laughs> Mystic Force, Mystic Force, of course, was the was the first uh, completely down under cast. So. Um, anyways, so, uh, our, our, another tweet from Super Bunny Bun who says, uh, it's rumored it will only contain the Sentai teams that aired in the U.S., so no Battle Fever. Possibly Dynaman, though. Uh, I would say, well, first of all, um, that, 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 that would, that would, that would mean that, that Bioman, maybe? Um, Bioman no. would make sense. Uh, no, I, I think they will, because, because, uh, I, I know High Saban has expressed his interest to include Jetman. He's a big fan of Jetman. He's saying the Jetman theme. That that screams pretty big fan. Uh, and you know I, I, that so that's what he wanted to bring over as the first season of Power Rangers. It didn't and it didn't work out. So uh, I think I think he's gonna bring him back. He's gonna he's gonna bring all the other seasons as other as old stuff. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, I would be impressed if they had the balls to try to bring in everything. Just try to write fifteen new stories to include. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I just want to see them try to bring out Battle Fever. <laughs> that would just be great. Um, yeah. Uh, our, our next <laughs> the, the Battle Fever could be the USO show. Of well, Power no. What, what they should do is they should, they should like they should definitely bring back like they should do um uh 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 Battle Fever, Denji Man, and uh and something Gavin, and have it all be the same actor. Even though it wouldn't be you know like they don't they don't have to, but they should have it all be the same actor just because they can. Referential, yes. Uh, <laughs> our next our next tweet comes from uh, Toku Joe Joe Bailey, who was uh, who uh, I followed on Tumblr for a while when I was using Tumblr. He's a, he's a cool guy, pretty cool guy. Uh, he says extras you would like to see on the Power Rangers DVDs. I, I would personally like to see audio commentary. Audio commentary would be great. Uh, we, I'm surprised we got a little commentary, like one for each season, you know? Yeah, well, I'm, at least for like the big episodes, like Green with Evil, Day of the Dumpster. I mean, look what they did with uh, look what they did with the reboot sets. They didn't do commentary for individual episodes. They just ran commentary at the start of the season for each of the two season sets, one and two and three and four, and just ran for like three, three or four episodes just talking about whatever that came to mind. Yeah, I think I think they'll do commentaries for like a few key episodes, but maybe not for every episode. Uh, but I would love to see commentaries. Um, I would love to see commentaries for every episode, full episode commentary. Maybe some maybe some making of stuff, some like behind the scenes building building the Green Rangers crappy shield. 
<laughs> That's what it should be called. Building the Green Ranger's crappy shield. I agree. Uh, anything else you can think of? I I know it's probably not gonna happen. It's probably lost forever. But if it isn't, I want to see that. Uh, I want to see that Bio Man. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Pilot. I definitely want to see the the old the old Haim Saban pilots. The old the, the stuff that didn't make it to air. That would be awesome. Maybe, maybe like some planning notes that you can read on like a, what he would have done for Jetman. I definitely like to see I, that 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 violent death filled series of depression. I'd like to see some some other some other old stuff. Um. Like, like, maybe, maybe, like, like a, like a, like a day in the production. Like, watch the entire production from beginning to end. Like, you know, like, like a documentary on the production of an episode. That'd be cool. Right. That would be cool. Um. All right. And uh, anything else you'd like to see as extras? Hmm. There's just so many things. I mean, like every extra they've ever put out would be nice. Huh. You know, not, nothing, nothing major. Just every extra they've ever put out. The uh, the uh, I guess I guess the com- uh, the commercials commercials would be pretty cool. I think you know. Yeah, yeah. Back on some of the old stuff. That, well, they could they could do that that lost pilot episode they did with with Austin St. John and Walter Jones. That that could be on there. That, that that would be an easy find. I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, just all of that and like you know, just keep a good quality footage. You know, nothing too butchered. And I think it'd be great. All right. Uh... Benjamin Williams, who is uh, apparently at Sentai Ranger 35, which is kind of funny, uh, asks, how much do you hate saying the names of the villains in Akiba Ranger? Um, you know what? Uh, almost as much as I hated saying Yogoshima Kuritime for the first time when I, didn't, when I couldn't figure it out. And I, and I figured it out after he said you know it. What, you, you know what I do? I don't say them. It's, That's the yeah, trick. no, but I have to. It's like Hiromiki made this every week. Every week it's another Hiromiki made this. For me, it's just that guy. It's annoying. That that's my extent of saying it. I, I, I say guy. it once, and then after that, I say the bat, the, the the monster of the week. That's how that's how I do it. You have great wisdom, my son. I hate it. It's annoying. It's 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 a new like Hiromiki Mikimura. This took me like three episodes to learn. Yogoshima Kuritai took me after after the series ended. I could finally say I would not be able to tell you a name of any of the villains in uh in Akiba Ranger right now. <laughs> uh, there, there. I actually, I probably couldn't even tell you the main villain. So, um, all right, that's all the tweets. Let me see if we have any emails. Frantic checking my phone to see if we have any emails at podcastsentigmail.com, which is where you can email us. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's one from from Jeff. I don't, I don't know if we did this last episode or not. Uh, nope. Actually, he's asking for a website to find Sentai shows. Uh, Colton, what website to use to find old Sentai? Uh, the website of I'm not sure if this is technically legal. Good, good point. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's fan subs. We don't really know how legal fan subs are, but um, probably some kind of Kamen Rider download site. I don't know. Yeah, just someplace. Dot info. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, some sort of initial. Right. Yeah. It's like it's like K and then R. And then and then you download, right? You you DL, yes. Right, yeah. Well, that's 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 the that's the as I call it the dot info. Thank, yeah, thanks, 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 thanks for the info. Thanks for the, for the info. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> subtlety. So, Colton, if people want to send us emails, where do they send those again? Uh, that would be uh, a podcast at gmail.com. That's a p o d c s t s e t i at gmail.com. Fucking get my voice in the air, but it's um, and if they want to send us tweets, those are sent to at Sentai Rangers, right? Yes, because I'm not doing that voice anymore. Uh, yeah, it's Sentai Rangers. Uh, S-E-N-T-A-I-R-A-N-G-E-R. 
S. And uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, uh, Sentai Rangers there as well. Facebook.com slash Sentai Rangers. I've been posting to Facebook more often. Basically, I just I just send it to Facebook and then the Facebook sends it to Twitter instead of just sending it to straight up Twitter. Uh, if you want to send us a voicemail, you can send us to 662-SENTAI-0. It's 662-736-8. Two four zero six six three six six two seven three six eight two four zero. Um, so send your send your voicemails there. We don't have uh, any voicemails on this show here, but um, we'd we'd like to hear your voicemails. Even though last the last two times we got voicemails, I forgot to play them on the show, and then forgot to play them after that. But um, send your voicemails. Uh, at the very least, we'll hear them. And um. Uh, once again, donations. Uh, I set up. You can you can you can send us uh, straight to PayPal. Podcast at gmail dot com is our PayPal address, or you can just go to our go to our website and uh, uh, podcast at com and just click donate, and you can donate however much you want. And actually, um, it's funny. I had this idea from from another podcast I listened to, Weird Things, uh, and then found out that they do it on No Pink Spandex. But I figured I'd do it anyway. And uh, and what we what I want to do is. Because uh, we talked about the donations last time, but donations we don't really give you much uh, until eventually where we might give you something. But here is here's a, an idea that I had uh, from listening to Weird Things, the Weird Things podcast. You guys should check that out. Also, by the way, it's on iTunesWeirdThings.com. Um, but the idea is basically you pay for advertising. Uh, we don't want it. We don't really have sponsors, but uh, we could have you guys sponsor the show. Send us fifteen dollars. I'll probably put a put a buy sponsor spot. Uh, little tag on the site too, but uh, you guys just send us send us fifteen bucks uh, from the donations and tell us what you want us to say on the show and we'll say it on the show as a, as a sponsor spot. And uh, I don't know we get we get like we get a lot of click throughs, so uh, so maybe a lot of people will hear it and a lot of people will, will flood to your site. Uh, I, I th- yeah, please don't think this is something shameless. We just really want to do the show, but it is not easy. Hey, we 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 are selling us. This is a service. Services are a thing that we can sell. Uh, sponsor spots. Sponsor spots are a service. Sponsored, maybe we can do some fancy reviews or something. Or yeah. So, uh, something. so, so, so when you when you just go to the site and hit hit donate, then uh, if you do fifteen dollars or more, then you can just say, say sponsor. It'll it'll say like, what do you? How do you want us to recognize you? Just say sponsor colon and then send a little fifteen to twenty second message or something like that. Uh, we did we did our first uh, donation came from Super Bunny Bun, uh, who is apparently a man and uh and you can check out his deviantart page at superbunnybun.deviantart.com uh i i he didn't ask us to say this just asked us to whatever send it not his way but i saw that he has a deviantart page so go there check out check out the deviantart it's art that is deviant that's probably not an accurate statement given that website (laughs) (laughs) sexual deviantart i'm sure they could just change their name to that and it would be the exact same site it wouldn't change much. I'll not at all. Much. Not at all. Um, am I missing anything? Check us out on on the Green Lantern Corps message board. Yeah. Also donate so that we can uh, we can become VIP members on Ranger Board and open our topic back up there because it got closed because we were like grandfathered in and then it was like all right well now everything before then that was wasn't grandfathered in is closed and it's like oh crap well oh well. So basically, they took our topic away from us. They took our topic. We did the um, uh, I really need to write these reviews for these toys. Out. Yeah, write those stupid reviews. Uh, you know what? You could write a, you could make a video review, or you could uh, you just do it on the show. 
So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's it. Ne- next time in return, I will talk about Gokaiju toys because they are so relevant. You better. No, I, I actually want you to do that. Do that thing soon. Um, so, uh, I guess, I guess that's it for this episode of Podcast Anti Power Rangers. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, I did all that stuff. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us iTunes reviews, I guess. That's a thing. Put up, put up just iTunes do whatever reviews. feels right for you. Yeah, because we're not we're not trying to force your hands. We just love doing nope. this. Nope, give us give us money. Uh, so that's it for this this episode of Podcast the Power Rangers. Until next time, may the power protect you. And rock it. So let's start over. <clears throat> Why are you making that noise? I'm eating a rib. What the fuck? <laughs> God damn it! I hate you so much! <laughs> Ow, I bit my lip. You deserve. Alright. <clears throat>